Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Yay! Woo! All right. Happy Tuesday, guys. We have some news to share this week. Some Ooh. controversial news. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. So um, Jeffree Star, who is the creator of Jeffree Star Cosmetics, he launched a new palette or is launching one on, I believe, May 22nd. It's called the Cremation Palette. It is $58. Oh. I know. I know. $58. It includes 24 shades of gray and neutrals, including finishes in matte and extreme shades of sparkle. And I think I'm just going to speak for everyone when I say this, but why the hell are you putting out a cremation palette when people are dying during a global pandemic? Yeah. Like one of the most topical things that we're discussing in the news right now is how many deaths we're seeing and how people are dying without family. They're unable to be, you know, laid to rest with a funeral. They are alone when they're passing away. Why why are you doing this? Why are you putting this out now? I know that you didn't create this two weeks ago and get it ready to ship out now, but timing is is important. Yeah. <laughs> It matters. And so I think that at the very least, you could have held this and uh, read the room. Absolutely. I think that there are so many brands who are having to hold launches right now, and they are nowhere near as controversial as something of like a cremation palette. But just to, you know, be sensitive to everyone and what's happening around the world. And so something like this is just really poor taste i mean honestly if i'm gonna get real real with y'all if y'all want me to go there i will this is go there this is privilege this is yeah privilege because if any other brand did this they would be oh like no pun intended dead on arrival all right like truly <laughs> i mean maybe pun intended but like yeah they would be doa they would not exist if they did this totally and with Jeffrey, his fan base and his consumers are so loyal that they they basically excuse any poor behavior that he has. So so loyal. And then also, I think as an industry, for whatever reason, we have given him permission to do these things. Like we're like, what you know, it's Jeffrey Star. This is what he does. This is how you know what his fans love. But I just feel like behavior like this is just so unacceptable and like there's so many brands to shop from and so many like amazing brand founders that we can support i just don't understand how they're ollie doesn't like it either ollie's not into it (laughs) no he's not he is not a fan of jeffree star um i'm just like yeah i i i am so curious and i i think i've been curious for a long time now like who makes up this fan base because i really do want to know like like maybe I'm wrong and I don't know something about him. Like, co- like convince me otherwise why I should be, you know, giving my hard earned money to him. Totally. And and this is the thing, like even on a base level, like even outside of the fact that this is just in such poor taste and as a brand owner, this is not something I would want to have in my history of remembering that I released a cremation pan, uh, palette during a global pandemic for $60, by the way. So this is a 24 pan eyeshadow palette that consists of what they are saying are gray shades and neutrals and blacks. A, nobody needs this many shades of gray, neutral, or black. I'm sorry. I'm like trying to think of the last, I know I'm no goth, but I can't remember the last time I reached for a gray eyeshadow. I mean, gray, gray is, and I'm not saying this and it's an opinion, a fact. Yeah. Gray is not a flattering shade to wear on your face. There is a reason why people wear blush. 
There's people right. why there's a reason why people try to get rid of dark circles because the gray undertones make you look dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like on a bigger scale, I'm like, are you actually like, do you, do you want people to look dead? Or are you trying to get people to go back to like the 1920s era of wearing black and white makeup to photograph themselves in black and white? Like, I don't understand what you're trying to achieve here, except for creating controversy, which follows you around. And then you say you don't try to have controversy, except it's always around you. Right. And you're always in the center of it. I was trying to read, there's like 3,700 comments on his Instagram post and all of them are seemingly positive, which totally blows my mind. And maybe it's just those, you know, float to the top or whatever. But I'm like, how does no one else find this problematic in any way? Well, I'll say this, like, there is an influencer that I follow on Twitter, Mick Drew. She's a very talented, um, you know, young makeup artist. And she even said, if you're supporting this, please explain to people why. Yeah, I want to know. We want to know. And honestly, a lot of the comments were like to her were like, oh, it's 2020. We have to get offended about everything these days. And I'm like, I'm not easily offended. But as somebody in this industry that sees the privilege that Jeffrey has for A, being able to release a palette like this and be excused by his loyal customers. And then also to do it mm -hmm. during a global pandemic. Like, I just think it's so insensitive. It's so sad that he doesn't seem to care. And even in more so, like he's a smart business person and I, I respect him for that. So why would you ever want to have this in your Rolodex of accomplishments. Yes, I released the cremation palette yeah. while, you know, millions of people across the globe had died. And, and it was like the topic of headline news every day. That's the thing that's really disgusting. And then, you know, like there is a comedy element to this. Totally. Let's be real. I'm writing a, I, I've written a, a scripted beauty series, okay? And we're constantly finding humor and what the beauty industry, specifically with influencers and, and, and what they're doing. And I could not write this. Like literally, this is this is gold. Like the shade names include pallbearer, death certificate, and embalmed. Sarah, literally when I saw when I found out the, the palette name was cremation because we didn't know the shades, I was like, oh my God, I should write into our pilot that like there's this, there's this like lipstick that comes out called embalmed and it makes your lips look like dead and crusty and chapped. And like, literally he named one of his shadows embalmed. Because like, all, I don't this care is how big of a Jeffree Star fan you are. And like, if you are goth or if you love death for whatever reason, I don't want to put a shade called embalmed or death certificate on my eyes. And and to your point, so Sarah, I, I do love a good true crime podcast. Right. I've always been morbidly fascinated with death. However, I acknowledge that that stems from something tragic that happened in my family when I was younger. Yes. So I can only imagine for people where loss is very recent or was traumatic yep. for them how triggering this could be i'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here guys but like if benefit cosmetics okay no if urban decay if urban decay yeah. came out with a embalmed palette people would riot they would riot yeah. they would be canceled they would be gone if literally any other person did this, if it was a, a woman of color owned brand, forget about it. Oh, they're gone. Yeah. They're out of here. No, but you guys, but like you, there, it would never, let's say, let's say Wendy of Urban Decay decided to come out with this, but she would never. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy's never going to do Which this. Let's be real. But let's say she wanted to, there are so many people in the company who'd be like, well, you know, this is actually not a great idea. Like, yes. It's really poor taste. You yes. shouldn't go and through with it. Maybe we should hold it. Yes. And I want to know who's on his team, who is, I mean, he's obviously surrounded by a bunch of yes men because yep. he continues to do things that, you know, obviously just blows all of our minds. But like, I just don't understand, like, was he truly surrounded by a bunch of people who all thought that this was a good idea too? Yeah, totally. You're And you nailed it. He has a bunch of yes men and women on his team, amping him up, psyching him up, telling him that this is a good idea. I would love for him, if you work for Jeffree Star and you want to be the mouthpiece that comes on this podcast and represents him, great. If Jeffree Star wants to come on this podcast and explain this, we welcome you. Yeah. I, I truly just want to know 
like what the thinking is behind this. And if you think it's not that deep, maybe take a second and really think about it. You live in an amazing mansion in Calabasas or Hidden Hills or wherever you are. And you you can kind of hide from the rest of the world and and things that maybe are a struggle for the most common of people, including your consumers, is never going to be a struggle for you anymore, even though I know that he did struggle growing up. Yeah. So I wish that he's a smart businessman. This is this is a move that he should not have made. Yeah. And he he should know that. So totally. the only excuse for this really is to create controversy. And I don't know if I necessarily would want my brand to be known for for that yeah. alone. And if you are a listener that you are a fan of Jeffree Star's, a fan of Jeffree Star Cosmetics, you plan on buying this palette, Kirby and I would love to hear, you know, your side and why. So hit us up, DM us, go in the Facebook group. Yeah. You know what? We need a phone number. Yes. We need one of those phone numbers people can call in and like leave a voicemail. <laughs> we should do that sometime. We really should. I think we can through Google. Yeah. Okay, great. great. We'll figure that out and get that up and going Um, Before we move on, not really news, but we just want to shout out a lovely listener who left just the sweetest review for our podcast, Simone. Simone. You are our girl. This woman was, like, she touched my heart. Like, I did not know what to expect. So we make this podcast for everybody. Obviously, you know, when brands ask for our media kit, we definitely have a sweet spot that we can identify (laughs) via Spotify and Apple. And it's, you know, people our age, early 20s to late 30s. But Simone is like telling us that she just wasn't even interested in beauty podcasts and somehow found us. She was listening to decorating and political podcasts and she just had enough of it and then she stumbled upon us which I don't know how I want to know how she found us and she stayed and she truly listened to so many of our episodes she told us what products worked for her what products she returned back at Nordstrom (laughs) because they didn't work for her and then she left us the sweetest words of wisdom and you know a little pep talk at the end and it just really really touched both of us and it's just like moments like that where you know we're like wow like this is incredible that we're able to reach so many different kinds of people and just reassures us that we're not just talking to each other every week <laughs> yo can we call her aunt simone like i want to call her yeah. aunt simone aunt yeah. Simone, and then she can call in and be our um 60 plus correspondent yes she told us we always need one of those she was saying that the reason like you know i'm deaf she was basically like i'm definitely not your demographic i'm 60 plus but i love what you guys have to say and was just so complimentary which really touched my heart but listen I think we need a 60. 60- I would love to have Simone on as our 60 plus ambassador. Oh my gosh. And we can like send her products to get her like take on it. Yes. Yes. Love that. Love Simone, that. find us. Simone. Hit us up. Oops, email, email us. us. <laughs> our email is on our Instagram. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Shout out to Simone. Yeah. Thank you, Simone. Okay, guys. It's time for What's, What's on Your, your Face? face? Okay, Kirby, I'm really, really excited and interested in hearing about this new brand that you discovered. Okay, thank you. I'm so excited too. This is a newish baby Korean skincare brand that just launched like a little under a year ago. They only have two SKUs, which I am very, that, that, that gets me excited. I like it that I'm not overwhelmed by what products I should try. It's called Slurp Laboratories, which I love the name. I'm like Slurp. So cute. And I was initially attracted to them, not just for the name, but the packaging of the products. They're very minimal. Very clean. Very clean. Clear bottles. Sans serif name. And the names sound very scientific, which definitely like targets somebody like myself. (laughs) So the brand only has two serums. One is called Hyaluid and the other is called Niacid. Hyaluid is for the person that has really dry, parched skin. It has eight different molecular weights of hyaluronic acid. So all about the plumping and uh, hydrating effects of that ingredient. And it contains 3-O-ethyl ascorbic acid. And ascorbic acid, as you guys know, is vitamin C. But this is a derivative form of it that is stabilized. 
So it's in a package, you know, the packaging is, is clear, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's no, you know, it's not opaque and usually you need it in a dark container. Apparently this type of ascorbic acid is stable enough to not be as fickle regarding oxidation and things like that, which I'm truly intrigued by. And guys, side note, is an ingredient I'm seeing in so many different products that are launching right now. So I feel like that's the next wave of, of vitamin C, but that one's $59. It's their second product. The first product that came out that they launched with is called Niacid. It is a waterless serum and it includes obviously niacinamide, tranexamic acid, and Italian snail secretion. So this product is for people that have hyperpigmentation, acne scars, dark spots. And if you go onto their website, the before and after photos are truly remarkable. Like I'm like I see like people with ice pick scars that seem to get a, a major transformation with their skin, especially their cheeks when using this product. And and all the reviews are like I have gone through like 3-4 bottles of this stuff. I cannot get enough of it. And I have been really impressed with the way it's making my skin look in terms of my pore size. I have melasma, so my hyperpigmentation. I was just going to say, is this good for melasma? It's just a little bit harder because melasma is hormonal. So while I do feel like it brightens, uh, the tranexamic acid is really great for that. It's not stopping it. It's it's not getting rid of it. Melasma you can never fully get rid of because it's so deep yeah. into your skin. It, it's, it's really, really hard to control just with a topical product. But it's $41. So while I do feel like it's not prestige by any means, but it's not mass either. It's like that middle of the road serum. I still think it's affordable and the amount of product you get for $41, it's more than most serums. Like most serums come in like little tiny bottles with like a dropper or whatever. And this is like a pretty, it's a pretty fat bottle of it. So <laughs> again, it's called Slurp Laboratories. If you're if you're in the market for a new serum, I would look them up. And don't be alarmed by their lack of social presence. They're just new. And I don't think that they have like a lot of resources. They're focusing all their money into the science behind the products. So they're not following anybody on social and they aren't posting, but they um, they are active. If you tag them on social media, they will respond to you in DMs. So awesome. And their and their website is great too. You can only order on their website for right now. Got it. Awesome. All right, Sarah. What's on your face? Okay. This is an exciting one. This is a big one. May 19th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mark it as <laughs> the day that Sertan reviews a mascara for the first time. What? <laughs> you guys, it's uh, tough times for eyelashes right now. <laughs> for if you are a eyelash extension uh, obsessive like me. You're in our thoughts. Yes. Yep. I, I'm with you. We'll be back soon, I'm sure. Um, But in the meantime, it's been a nice little break uh, for my lashes. I do feel like I was actually wondering whether I still had lashes. Obviously, I still did because what would Courtney be putting on my eyelashes? But it's nice to see that they're still there and still as full as they can be for being so short and stubby. Mm -hmm. But it has also given me the opportunity to play with some mascaras right now because it has literally been like, I think the last time I wore mascara was like in college. Um, That's so exciting. I'm like, oh, I can talk to you about mascara. Well, I can't because your lashes are ridiculous. No, Uh, I I think this is important (laughs) because I get to now know like, okay, and, and I, I tell people this. I'm like, I have long lashes, so I'm kind of biased anyways. Like, I don't have to worry about length Does at Janet all. Janet have long lashes? Janet has good lashes. They're not as long as mine, but she does have good lashes. So When I you feel- were, came out of the womb, were you one of those babies that had, like, way, way too long lashes? Like, you were just, like, blessed from birth? I don't know. That's a great question. But I did ask my mom what I like to eat as a kid. It's, like, really sad because... <laughs> Oh, I was like, what did I like to eat as a kid? And she was like, you liked broccoli and chicken. I was like, wow, times have changed. Times have Great. changed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all, all my girlfriends are having babies. It's like I notice their lashes, the baby lashes first, especially if they have like long ones because I'm so ridiculous. Or if they're boys, the boys yeah. always have the longest lashes. Oh, ridiculous. Beautiful. Anyways, so 
uh, if you're looking for something to give you that same fullness and length, yes, I tried Huda Beauty's new legit lashes yep. mascara, which Kirby also reviewed and did a very nice and thorough IGTV on her Instagram. So you should watch it. Oh, thank you. Because you could actually see the difference. But for me and my baby lashes, so I've been trying a few different, you know, mascaras that I thought maybe could work with my lashes. And some have been good, but I feel like a lot of times, so my lashes, my real lashes are really short. And well, they're actually not that that short, but they're, they, they're very straight. Uh And they're kind of, they go down. Okay. Which is like, Someone once told me, they're like, well, Marilyn Monroe's lashes used to do that too. And I was like, that doesn't help me. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make me feel better that Marilyn Monroe also had lashes that went down. You're like, okay, but then what did she do? Yes, then, exactly. Like, Don't tell me that and then not give me a result. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they, most mascaras that I'm using are like coating it, but they aren't really helping to curl and like, it doesn't really help to lengthen or it'll just like go down. And I have been using the new say eyelash curler, which I like, Uh but for whatever reason, my lashes are just like so straight. I need to get one of those heat. I asked Kirby about it. Uh, I need to get one of those heated lash curlers. If you guys have any recommendations, let me know. Totally. But anyways, this new mascara has two sides. One side is for volume and then the other side is for curl and length. Yep. So I personally like the curl and length side same which Kirby said she also likes the volume is great but I think personally for me like when if my lashes get too clumpy it just looks like pubic hair (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I did not think you were gonna say that like I didn't know what you were gonna say but I didn't come up with that. I sent a picture to my sisters of like me wearing <laughs> mascara and my sister goes, it looks like pubes. I was like, thanks. Gotta love a uh, good old sister support over yeah. here. Just keep, keeps you in check when you think you're truly cute. She keeps you humble. Like, oh, cool. Great. Um. Anyways. So yeah. So Wait, was it the sister you sent the Dyson Airwrap to? No, it was my other sister, but that sister's really cruel <laughs> to be too, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love them. Anyways, so that's why I have been like kind of staying away from the volume side. So I like the curl and length side. I feel like it really actually does help curl my straight lashes, which I found really surprising. But I like to use the flat side. What do you like to use? I like to use the flat side as well. I don't like to use like the curve. The curve curve doesn't. Yeah. What do you say? Are you supposed to like, how are you supposed to use that as a mascara nude? Yeah, you're supposed to cup your lashes with it. But I like the sh- like the flat straight side. Me too. Because I feel like it gives you more control and you're able to get to like the base of your lashes in a way. Because like I don't stick my entire brush and like want it to coat every lash at the same time. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, exactly. I really, really like this uh, formula and the brush. I have also just been seeing so many incredible before and afters. Devin Abelman, who is uh, an editor at Allure, uh-huh. posted before and after pictures and they were so amazing. So I think like, and I think she was using the volume side. So I just feel like Huda Beauty, she knows what she's doing when it comes to lashes. Yeah, obviously, you know, Huda has made false lashes, faux lashes forever. for years. She's known for this. And, you know, I, I think that the the brand said it took them two years to formulate this. There, it, They do make a claim that I'm a little sus on. It says mm-hmm. that the ultra black formulas are clinically proven to volumize, lengthen, lift, and curl lashes. I'm kind of like, clinically? Yeah. Clinically? Because like, they- I don't- they did do, they had a panel, it says on the website, of 22 women, but that must have been different. Like that must have been the focus group. And then they, did they have labs? Well, that's the thing. I'm like, are you doing lab testing for this? Or are you just surveying 22 people that work for Huda Beauty about like what they what they saw with this? Like it's really, really hard to test cosmetics Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to mascaras because it costs a lot of money so like i remember you know for like it cosmetics like they talk about yeah they talk about like a certain product and how it worked for a certain amount of people and then it was proven to do this this and this on their test subjects but like 
a lot of times for brands, like those test subjects are just their employees. So That's wild. Is that true? yeah. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying every brand does that, but like a lot of times when you read stuff, like they, they yeah. say it. So these are my thoughts on it. Like, well, first of all, what did you think? Is this like a, a, a short lash, like straight lash? You're not, cause you don't have short lashes, but you have straight lashes. I have straight lashes. And I do think I, I will say I curled my lash before, okay. which I, they advise you to do, but it definitely helped curl them and lengthen them, Okay, great. which I've tried a few other mascaras that have, you know, claimed to do the same and it just, it did not work with my stubborn lashes. So that's why I really like this mascara. Okay, great. I like it too. I think this is like one of those mascaras that makes you look like you have falsies on. This is definitely not like a natural mascara. If that's your jam, that's definitely not my jam. So I really like that it makes my eyes look more open. It looks like I have falsies on. I definitely, yeah. I at first thought I was going to like the volume side more, but I actually prefer the curl and length. And I think it has a lot. Because it's a little bit more natural looking. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And honestly, the volume side, I think it, it made my lashes look a little clumpy, a little, a little clumpier yeah. than I would have preferred. Because I, I Same. tested with both, like I did volume and then curl and length on one side and then I did curl and length and volume on the other side to see if it like affected how they looked and it was harder for me to make my lashes look the way I wanted them to when I applied the volume first and then mm -hmm. the curl and length on top so I'm definitely leaning towards curl and length um, it has those fibers in it to elongate mm -hmm. the curl in order to hold a curl you need to have more wax in the formula to like get that lift and that lightweight lightweight feeling yeah so i didn't even curl my lashes because i wanted to see and it definitely lifts yeah. them for sure i'm a yeah i definitely curl my eyelashes but i didn't for these purposes and it does what it says yeah. it's gonna do which is great so i guess like for me i this is like something that i would wear in lieu of faux lashes. Yes. But what I will say is this. I applied it to my top and bottom lashes. And because of the amount of wax in it, mm -hmm. I found that my bottom lashes would often get stuck to my top mm. lashes. Like when I would blink my eyes. Yeah. Um, so what I would say as a tip here is pick like upper or lower. Yeah. And then use a different mascara on the other like the other lid. That's um, smart. Just to avoid. I also found that because of the wax, it took a little bit more work to t remove at the end of the night. So yeah, I, if you get, I know people are really particular about the way that their mascara comes off. Like they want it to come off super easily. And so this took me a few extra steps. Totally. I used the eye, um, my eye makeup remover. I washed my face and then there was still some residue. So then I had to go in again. But I mean, it wasn't terrible. So no, it's a heavy duty mascara for sure. And I would say like, I, I love having a mascara wardrobe. I use a variety of different mascaras throughout the week. Sometimes I combine two mascaras in the same day. So yeah. if you if you are looking for something that you're like, I need lift, I need volume, I want to see if it lengthens, I, I think that this is definitely like a worthy yeah. wor a worthy cause to, to, totally. to get into. It is $27. Is that yeah. going right for mascara? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that, like for prestige, like it's because like benefit is like always 24. Yeah. Benefit's always at 24. So Huda is at 27. Um, and it comes out May 20th. So tomorrow. Amazing. What do you use for your everyday? Girl. Marc Jacobs. Oh, I love Marc Jacobs. Oh my God. But I haven't been using it lately. I've been using Mac Giga Black or Giga Lash. I can't remember the exact Is name. that the one with the in the Bluetooth? Yes. They just sent it to us? Yes. With the Alexa Demi package. Yes. I actually really like that one too. I'm obsessed with this mascara, Sarah. Like, Literally, the the wand is so skinny and tiny. At yes, first, I was that's what I need. Oh, well, at first, I was like, "This isn't gonna do crap." And then I, it's like I can get to the base of my lashes so well, wiggle it all around. There's no transfer. This mascara never flakes. It separates my lashes. Like yep. when we were talking to Sheena, I was saying that I love a good like lightweight looking, flirty, fluffy lash. I don't like it to look too precise. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. Totally. I just want them to look very, very, I, I, and I, by all, I do not want them to look natural. I don't want my lashes to look like my natural lashes. I want them to look like I have on mascara or fake lashes. But like this mascara is like new holy grail status for me. It's like totally great. Obviously I'm new to mascara. <laughs> and so when they sent, they sent it to me, I was like, oh, is this new? But apparently it's not. And like, it's beloved by so many people. Same. It's a best, it's a bestseller, but I had never, obviously never used it, but I'm surprised you had never used it. Same. Um, And I love, yeah, I just love the, how skinny the brush yeah. is. Like you said, love it, it just helps make your uh, lashes look more natural. Like, you know, you don't have, it's not going to like make it look clumpy. And yeah, I was really, really surprised. So I, it doesn't necessarily curl my lashes as well no. as maybe this, but like, I don't obviously need my, to have like a huge curl every single day. I hate, I hate to ask this, but do you use, like, have you used a water resistant or waterproof? No, I'm too scared. Because that I know, I know, but like that'll that'll help hold, especially if you have straight lashes. That's gonna Ooh, help hold. Okay, a curl. I haven't gone there yet, so maybe go with water resistant first. Okay, because it will it'll at least like be less harsh on yeah. your lashes, okay. and then you can graduate to okay waterproof if you okay. need to. I've been also really liking the, and I talk about them like every episode, but I really like the Ilia mascara too. Ooh, I haven't tried it. Yeah, also like a nice thin brush. I just, my, I, I don't know, maybe I'm too intimidated by the fun shapes of some mascara wands, but they yep. just don't, they don't work for me. But anyways, that was a long what's in your face. Uh, but yes, check out the new Legit Lashes if you're looking for a fun mascara for your wardrobe. Woohoo! Okay, so we're going to dive into our guest for this week. I have my arms out because I feel like I'm presenting her, but she's not even here. No. And again, I'm alone in my home. Um, so. In our Facebook group, a lot of you uh, have been asking about, you know, the state of the beauty industry, especially in regards to retail, which I think all of us have been wondering, you know, what's going on with Sephora and Ulta and, you know, how are they dealing with this crisis right now? And so we wanted to get an expert on to help, you know, shed some light and talk to us about what's going on. And so who better than Cindy Isgrig, who is the president of Derm Store, one of Kirby and my favorite e-retailers for skincare products. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Derm Store, you are definitely missing out. Yep. I actually feel like I learned about them super late too, but they are so incredible. They carry pretty much every one of our favorite skincare brands. They also have you know, amazing hair products. They exclusively carry Harry Josh, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so today, Cindy is going to talk about where she thinks the future of the industry is going in the next year. So listen up. Here's Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Cindy, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're so excited that you took a little bit of time from your busy schedule to hang out with us, talk to us about the beauty industry. This this episode's actually very uh, relevant um, to our listeners because we asked them what they wanted to hear on the podcast, what they wanted to know more about, and we were we were surprised because we kind of, we see ourselves more as like a edutainment podcast, not necessarily like business focused. And a lot of people wanted to know, hey, like how do retailers like pick the products that they choose, and yeah. and like how do you even run? A beauty retailer. So this is perfect timing. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Let's just kick things off. Sarah and I are both huge fans of Derm Store. Thank you. Can you explain to people that may not be familiar with the company how Derm Store originated? Absolutely. So it's kind of funny. So we're a 20-year-old company. And, you know, for younger folks on the call, may not realize that most internet companies 20 to 25 years ago started out of someone's garage. And same is true for Derm Store. So Derm Store, as shady as that sounds, which is not the case at all, (laughs) was a dermatologist um, up in the Bay Area who wanted to be able to provide professional grade products to customers that are not just his patients, but to be able to have a widespread ability for people to have access and knowledge around 
professional skincare products. So started the company 20 years ago. It obviously really took off from there as the internet e-commerce boom did, but really was always grounded in this credibility of, you know, it's founded by a dermatologist, the whole education-based and the fact that the it's an authorized retailer of these brands as opposed to any kind of marketplace that you might just be able to find, you know, any of these very elite, very sophisticated, good, efficacious brands that you want to make sure are not counterfeit and all of that. So yeah. So um, the background goes all the way back um, to 1999, and we've been around and obviously have gone through a lot of different changes since then. We were acquired by Target Corporation in 2013, which I think just added to our credibility. But we are pure play e-commerce and have stuck where we know best. And this is our lane and we um, we love what we do. Sarah, did you know um, about the Target acquisition? Yes. I didn't until we were doing research for this. Well, I was introduced to Derm Store through Helen Koo, who- Yes, love Helen. Previously worked at Derm Store, yes. And when she told me that, I was like, I just, my mind was blown. I had no idea because is that purposeful that, you know, you sort of, or maybe we just didn't know, like it was not pop, like super public knowledge that you guys were uh, acquired by uh, Target in 2013. But can you maybe tell us a little bit more about how that works and what the relationship is like? And is there a crossover in the products that you carry? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are distinct and separate from Target. We are a wholly owned subsidiary that run standalone as our own company. We do not use the Target supply chain. We do not use anything of Target's. What we, what we do have is we have the credibility and the strength of Target's balance sheet. So we are, you know, even in trying times as, you know, the, the world goes through different economic things, you know, we are part of a very stable um, company who cares about the community, who cares about its guests, and those values and those behaviors transcend to us. But other than that, we do not have a crossover. It's important that, you know, a lot of the brands that we carry are very elite. And, you know, Target is, it is an elite discounter, but still a discounter. And so, you know, Target acquired us really you know, back in 2013 to extend its aisle and to understand more about the prestige beauty area without actually getting involved in it as much just to be able to keep that solid line. Got it. So you obviously, um, you kind of just spoke to this, how Derm Store is more elite. The the brands that you carry, they have an, an air about them. They they're believable brand like I trust the brands that are on Durham store and I know that there's um, some exclusivity as well like I remember when the Harry Josh Pro came out yeah yeah and everybody wanted the mint hair dryer yes yes and I still have mine and I love it same but it's a device it's amazing it's an incredible device and and you know he obviously has like branched out into more products but you could only get it at derm store i think still true. in addition to is that still true okay great yeah yeah we, we have a couple of exclusive agreements that we've done on the side but for the most part we are the we are the sole licensor yeah yeah and yeah. there's like amazing these like amazing discounts that Always. come from time to time anytime anyone asks like where they should be buying like a skinceuticals product or something i'm always like definitely check derm store first and then they all discover like the fact that you guys carry what what brand do you not carry you know in the, <laughs> in the prestige beauty world it's true we have a ton of brands and you know but we are we're very we're really picky though about the brands right. that we carry. And, you know, you have to meet certain guidelines to be able to be a brand on Durham store. Because one of the things that we, that we, you know, we aspire to be that we are now and that we want to be able to communicate better about ourselves is that we're a great curator. Our merchandising team really is looking for what are the most efficacious products out there what are have clinical trials what you know what are the backgrounds with a special ingredient story or something that really makes it stand out to be on derm store and we are constantly evaluating our portfolio to make sure that the brands you know that we carry continue that it's all about the company that 
you keep, right, from a brand perspective. And and while we like to give nice sales and that to our customers, and we do a couple of those a year, we really just try to build on the loyalty of our customers with, we have a great loyalty program that gives you percentage back. And, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to surprise and delight. So, so, okay. On that, like you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of like what our next question was, like, how do you vet the brands that you bring in? Are there like three criteria that you can tell our listeners? Like, okay, when you come to Durham store, the brands that you see have this, this, and this, or they don't have this, this, and this, or their brand was created by like, is there anything that you can offer them so that they know when they come to Durham store? Okay. This is what I'm getting. Absolutely. And so first I would say that our bread and butter, what we mainly are known for is skincare, but realizing that skincare is more than your face, right? So obviously you've got skincare, you've got professional skincare, prestige skincare. So we like to call our assortment prestige because it really is, it's, you know, the really efficacious of the efficacious of the prestige skincare, like a Sunday Riley or special ingredients. But so we've got professional skincare, we've got prestige skincare, but we also really have a very big share of the hair care market. And if you think about hair care, it really is all about starting with a healthy scalp. And you know, healthy scalp breeds healthy hair and the luxurious hair that you want. Really just kind of that same skin story that you know, you're starting from the inside of your skin to be able to get that glow. It's not just putting a product that makes your face glow, but it really needs to be down to the root, if you will, pardon the pun. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and then cosmetics really, uh, our story there is about a complexion, complexion-based, and really where there's multi-ingredients and you're focused on the complexion and maybe have an SPF in it or something that is really there to highlight your complexion. And not we don't play in color, so you're not going to find a lot of eyeshadows or you know, things like that with us. And then wellness, so beauty from the inside out with you know, collagen supplements or anything like that. So we have a broad array of beauty and it really is based in, you know, skincare. It really all comes back to healthy skin. But the criteria that need to be met really to be a brand on ours and we uh, on Derm Store, we do have we do have weightings for all of these and you don't have to have all of these criteria. So the criteria that we're looking for is some kind of a professional affiliation, maybe founded by a doctor or some kind of a professional in the industry, like a Harry Josh who founded his hair tools some kind of a health focus, some kind of an innovative ingredient or a formulation story, proven efficacious with clinicals, a problem-solving ingredients, high quality, luxurious. So we weight all of those and we really actually go through an equation to say that you have to hit a minimum score to be able to be carried on Derm Store. Oh. And so um, we actually are, are, you know, you don't have to have all of those, but you have to have enough to be able to hit the minimum weighting to be able to be carried on Durham store. And we look at our portfolio constantly to make sure all of those brands are hitting that. Awesome. So Cindy, obviously we are in a really interesting time right now for everyone Mm -hmm. and people are still shopping and they obviously have to shop online. And so thankfully they have the ability to shop on Durham store. Can you tell us how maybe this has affected the business? Are you guys seeing maybe more purchases because everyone is at home? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say that, um, you know, our, our business is, you know, almost double what it has been in the past. And I think what you have is people who typically are going to dermatologists or to plastic surgeons or to estheticians to be able to get treatments that they've been following up with skincare are really unable to get those done. So they're trying to actually, you know, keep those treatments that they've gotten maybe in the past fresh. So, you know, what that means is that they're really going to find the replenishment for what they've been doing in the office to be able to bring it at home. And I think also products, you know, I think a lot of our customers have used skincare to complement services. And what's happened is in this environment, it really is that we need to supplement those services. We're not able to get them. And so that means things like devices that are, you know, like a new face that is actually going to do some electrical stimulation to help, you know, with the sagging skin and will help 
you know, your product even more to um, be efficacious, you know, trying to really double up on those things to do at home. I also would say that it's, it's need-based, but it's also skincare is really part of a self-care and wellness regimen that I think, you know, we all want to just take care of ourselves in such a strange time like this. And, you know, to treat yourself with a a mask or to do something really luxurious for your skin or a, you know, a body scrub or, or anything that just feels like you're taking care of yourself, you know, I think really resonates with all of us right now. It's a big moment for humanity. And, you know, I do think the self-care really means a lot to all of us. Absolutely. I'm curious if you know this, like off the top of your head, like, is there a product that's doing really well on the site or like a category of products? Well, we... <laughs> Hair color is the new toilet paper is what our head merchant loves to say. And it's so true because we are finding that women, we want to touch up our roots. We, you know, we want to be able to maintain again, what we did at the hair salon. And if we can't go get it done, then we're touching it up at home. And we are working diligently to keep all of the hair color on our shelves and great brands like DP Hue. I mean, they're really just selling out. And I will say I too, my 22 year old daughter touched up my roots with some DP hue and also cut my hair with kitchen scissors. And I will say she did a great job. Wow. Yeah. Your hair looks amazing. She might have a future. She needs to call Justin Anderson. Yeah. She should become an ambassador. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I think we've, you know, we've, we've all had to do what we have to do. And there's, there's, there's always a fun story with it somewhere too. But so hair care, um, hair color really is a big deal. People are really taking care of their scalps too. And find, you know, finding that people are doing things to really do scalp treatments to take advantage of that time. You know, masks, any kind of treatment, and like, like I said, those devices like New Face are really just. You know, people are very interested in trying to see what they can do at home. Isn't New Face the best? I, I freaking love New Face. New Face is. A godsend. And I, Tara Peterson, who I am obsessed with, I I was um, doing a live with her last week and I told her, you know, in my mid-20s, I didn't really see the point of using a microcurrent device because I didn't see yeah. that great of a result because, of course, gravity We're hadn't 20. taken its toll yet. I was like 20, yeah. 25, right. whatever. And then once I got in my 30s and I started using it, I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. This like, this actually works. So I'm a big fan of New Face. I'm a New Face stan. Yeah, it's Hallelujah. it's like one of the few gadgets that I truly can recommend. And it's like FDA approved, you know, like totally. It absolutely can is, really, yeah. We can really put the our seal of approval on it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I use mine all the time. I, I do think, you know, that, but... So I, I love what you said about new faces that you were just saying like, wow, it just really works. And I think that is the key to Derm Store and the products that we have. And, you know, I joined a Derm Store, you know, purely business background, love beauty, but really was not as into beauty as I am now. And I am telling you, I am like, I am a SkinCeuticals triple lipid fanatic. And I started using that and it works. Like my skin now, people will say, my God, what are you doing? And I, of course, say, well, well, I'm doing everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes, I'm doing it all. And that's why Sarah and I, like, we made this podcast because we felt like there was a lot of misinformation um, in the world of beauty and skincare. And we really wanted people to know, like, when you're doing things properly, you will see a result. Or if you're using the right products, you will see a result. There is, you know, some snake oil out there. I don't think everybody makes something just to make a buck. I think people come into this industry and they they actually want to help people with their skin hair nails whatever it is but there are those select few brands that just try to capitalize on that um and and that's why we're here to try to help people navigate through that so you know that's why derb store is one of our trusted retailers that we like to shop at as well oh that's great thank you of course how so how do you feel about the state of the retail beauty industry and how will that change in the next six months in your opinion well given we're in a global pandemic <laughs> Small detail. So, yeah, no, you know, I'm sure I can look into the future here, but you know, here's here's what I have to say is that I think, you know, there's there's just so much that has changed and so much that that won't go back to normal, what we feel as normal. And I think this shift to e-commerce 
I don't think that's going away. I think, you know, as people have really immersed, and I think, you know, you had some of the customers who never have shopped beauty online, that they had to, I think will continue to. The way that we shop beauty currently in stores with testers, that's going to be taboo now. You're not going to want to touch anything that anyone else's hands have touched. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to change beauty altogether, I believe, in the way that we shop. And I think it's going to be a very slow road back to the environment that we're used to with going and getting services and going and trying products and, you know, having that. I think we're going to do a lot more research online. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally. As a consumer, obviously, you were just explaining it's going to be such a different landscape and, you know, we'll be shopping online more. But what do you think um, we can expect from brands um, in terms of maybe new products or campaigns and things like that? Do you think it'll be like a slower rollout because, you know, brands obviously their budgets were cut or things are taking a long time now because their labs are in Italy or, you know, whatever the circumstances. Um, What do you think we can expect? I think absolutely. We probably will see some delays on some product launches that we, you know, that we would have expected. But I, I also think you're going to see a big shift because of the distribution to, I think you're going to see brands that are becoming a lot more visible in an e-commerce type of environment and trying to do more tutorials. And I think you're going to see brands that are really going to try to find authorized retailers that they can make sure that they're staying within their prestige type of environment and that it's a safe place to distribute, but also that there's going to have to be a lot more information and education that the brands have to give because that's not going to be, you can't get that on a one-on-one environment so much anymore. So I think the way that brands educate consumers is going to have to change a lot. Exactly. What are, like, what's your, as an expert, you know, as, as a retailer, what is your opinion or what are your thoughts on how brands should prepare for the next year? Obviously, if they aren't active through e-commerce, like get on that. Yeah. But is there anything else that you think brands should be actively doing right now to set themselves up for success? I, I think, you know, if, if a brand has a good, healthy self-care story, if a brand has a good efficacious story, they need to tout that. They need to absolutely get out there and tell that story because we are going to stay in that environment of self-care and wanting to do the right thing for our largest organ right now in this environment where wellness really seems to matter. I also think that finding finding a trusted e-commerce reader that is an authorized retailer, I think is going to be key. I think it's going to be also very key to be cautious about the distribution where you're going to go as a brand. You know, I, I do like to warn about some of the big marketplaces. I think that can be a scary place for brands because there are a lot of counterfeits. There can be expired products. I mean, that is one thing that we are really good about is that we um, we keep our, we, we have um, climate controlled warehouses, which it's like, well, that sounds great. But if you have a CE Frulic or a TNS serum by Schematica that is costing you over $150, you don't want it to be in a warehouse that's sitting at 90 degrees for six months. Like you, you really need to care about that those things. And so be careful of who you're, as a consumer, be careful of who you're buying from. As a brand, be careful of where you're distributing. Make sure that you're keeping your brand credibility and brand promise to your consumers. But really that wellness story, I think is a big one. The efficacious wellness story. Just keep tapping into that as a brand. Okay, so this is kind of a random question. And you touched on this a little bit at the beginning of this conversation. I was just curious if you guys at Derm Store have ever considered doing a collaboration with Target? You know, they have the fashion collaborations and things of that nature. Have you guys ever thought, oh, it, maybe we should have an end cap with like five or six of our, you know, best-selling brands available for people to take a look at? Well, we, we have done things at Holiday where we'll do a best of Derm Store kit that we've put together that sells at Target. And we can't keep those on the shelves. <laughs> when we do those and we kind of do this curation of, you know, of what, you know, what is the best of Derm store so that I think it's important that the the brands don't want to ever be on an end cap 
at Target. So they want to be contained within a derm store packaging. Uh, and it. so, yes, we, we definitely have done that with Target. But also, you know, we've looked at doing even some pop-up stores and um, shops that actually have nothing to do with Target. Um, our, our consumer is very educated, very sophisticated, really, really likes to do her research. She's a, she is just one of the smartest cookies out there, and she likes to be where some of the action is, too. So, you know, doing pop-up things around New York Fashion Week, things like that are great places for us when when and if we get back to that environment again. True. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So I'm gonna, we're going to ask you to do a little bit more forecasting. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, you probably already know a lot about what products brands are releasing next year, although maybe that has, you know, changed because of the situation that we're in. But in general, would what would you say is like the type of product or the beauty trend that we'll see more of the rest of 2020 if we can return to it as normal as we can? <laughs> um, you know, I think the beauty trend that we're going to really see is a lot more about healthy scalp. I think we're the, that is going to continue to be a trend that continues. I think that that's something that the industry has really gone to. There's a lot more products that are coming out. A lot of brands that have been skincare-based brands are really going into the scalp treatment type of area. So I do expect to see a lot more focus on skin when it comes to the scalp. I think also natural and clean. I think we're going to continue to see a big emergence there. So I, I think those are the two that I would really focus on. So Kirby and I have talked about this on a previous episode, how we're seeing so much, so many scalp products pop up on the market. Like everyone is coming up with a scalp scrub. Is there like, how does that happen? (laughs) We're just like (laughs) wondering, like, how does all of a sudden, you know, all of our favorite brands come together and come out with a scalp product? Is there some sort of trend forecasting person that they all tap into or... Or what is it like, is it, have we just sprayed too much dry shampoo into our, our scalps that are, they haven't recovered? Like what's the, how does that work? I, I think that's so funny. You know, I, it's just, it's interesting. Like you, you do see these trends that just come in beauty, right? I mean, it was all about makeup for such a long time and we are, skincare is having its moment. People are really beginning to understand that you know, it really is skin deep. And I just can't help myself when I have to say that. But, (laughs) but, and so skincare really, really over the last year and a half, I'd say has had this moment where everyone cares about healthy skin. And it just naturally, naturally is going to this, like the natural place that it goes to after your face is scalp treatments body treatments. Like so I just I think it's just a continuation of this healthy skin story that just became a natural immersion that happened. Because when you see that that works so well on your face, then gosh, you want to have that perfection on in your hair, you know, on your body and those types of things. So I think it's just a natural progression that comes from wanting to have, you know, the healthy skin. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. Cindy that was great. Thank you so, so much. We had a great time, you know, getting to know you and Derm Store a little bit better. I've personally been loving what Derm Store is doing on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah, I know Sarah's not big on Twitter. I'm missing out. But like, I'm a Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter is my number one. And so, like, I'll go and like be following different influencers, makeup artists, whatever, and they'll ask for recommendations. And I swear, the first response is always Derm Store. And they're, they're handing out advice. And they're offering people like legitimately good skin advice. So way to go. Kudos to the social team. I'm really into it. Oh, that is awesome. I will say the big thing that is important to us and gosh, if we haven't learned it right now in this environment, in this pandemic, we never will. But how important community is, right? And that's just overall. But we at Dermster really are trying to foster this you know healthy skin community and we are we are working closely with professionals with experts with our customers with the brands and really where all of those intersect is where we are and so 
we are so much more than a retailer. We really want to foster that community environment. We want to be that place that you come to when you want to learn about things. And which is why we are a great partner now too. So I'm so glad, you know, to be part of this podcast where that's exactly what you're doing. You've created this community Aww. and it's the same type of thing. So I love it. It's kind of our cult. Thanks for letting us be <laughs> members. We love, we love <laughs> yeah, being part of your cult me. as well. So <laughs> we really appreciate your time. Um, guys, Go shop at Durham store. It's a, it's a, I love just getting on Durham store and seeing like, oh, yeah. okay, this is like bestseller. I'm going to check this out. So much great information there as well. Obviously you can follow them on social Durham store. Cindy, anything else that we should know? Um, no, just that we are, um, we are loving having more people join our community right now. And that so glad everyone's doing self care and um you know and coloring their hair because goodness knows we all have to be on these zoom calls we have to do something <laughs> so um, amen to that you know i would just say i i hope um you know i hope that all of these trends towards things getting better continue and um what a crazy world we're in and um nice to be part of this humanity that i think we're all kind of getting back to our roots i can't stop with the puns i can't <laughs> you're stop. so good at them oh my god i love it <laughs> i love it i love a good pun I'm yeah. all about a pun. So, Cindy, thank you again. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked that, please go to Apple and rate us five stars. Leave a review. We love reading your reviews. They make our day. And make sure to follow us on social at Los Angeles Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Search Los Angeles and join our Facebook group. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.